Live Mike. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, the deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I'm bringing it to you again this week where we are diving in on the quarterbacks of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, it is the position that is really kind of the, the most important spot, not just in professional football, but in the entire sporting world. Uh, one team's success really does fall on the uh, the quite broad shoulders of any team's quarterback, and having a bad one typically means your team will not be anything more than average. Having a great one means you'll be in the race no matter what. Of course, the Steelers have Hall of Fame, well, future Hall of Fame quarterback Ben Roethlisberger on the roster, and we will get into uh, Big Ben specifically in the second half of the show, but the first half, I want to focus on the quarterback competition which potentially could end up with the next starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, uh, training camp is well underway, and uh, if you're a hardcore Steelers fan, you already know kind of the the most hotly talked about uh, position battle for this season is the one going on between Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins for the backup quarterback position. Before I get into those two guys, though, we should also bring up, up a third combatant who is Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs needs to be talked about not only because Mike Tomlin uh, spoke about him in his post-game press conference following the Hall of Fame game, but because Dobbs has been putting together a nice little training camp for himself and has uh, really earned a spot in this competition. Um, One of the good ways to kind of look at this competition as a whole as well uh, was put pretty well on Twitter uh, just the other day. I can't remember who, who exactly put the tweet out, but... Basically, what it said was, if Mason Rudolph was a great quarterback when Ben Roethlisberger got hurt in 2019, if if Mason Rudolph came in and was a great quarterback, he'd still be the starter today, which is 100% fair. Drew Bledsoe was a great quarterback, but Tom Brady took the field and was uh, a whole lot better, and he never, uh, never came off the field again, as we know his run of terror and seven Super Bowl titles later. Uh, if you're a better quarterback, you're going to find your way onto the field. The same goes for Dwayne Haskins. If he uh, was a great quarterback, I'm sure the Washington football team would look past some of his, uh, look past some of his off the field uh, kind of issues because, by all all means, he was still a great leader on that team. He was elected a captain. Uh, he, he was someone that uh, was looked at highly in that organization, but still was chopped. Neither of these two guys have been great at any point in their career. Could they be? 15-year backup quarterbacks in the NFL, I, I think there's a possibility that both of them could be those guys. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. But as of right now, I'm not sure if Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins is the future of any organization. But as for the competition... And as we sit here right now, if we had to rank, power rank the guys uh, in how they've kind of performed in camp and the Hall of Fame game, number three might be Dwayne Haskins. And I know a lot of Steelers fans will hate hearing that. 
But other than showing an extremely strong arm, he's been hesitant and he's missed guys in, in camp, more so than in that uh, Hall of Fame game. But when it comes to stat lines, in that game, Dwayne Haskins was the weakest of the three competitors. That is something we can't look past. And just because a lot of us don't like Mason Rudolph doesn't mean Dwayne Haskins is automatically better than Mason Rudolph. That is something we need to keep in mind here. Uh, Because I know a lot of people have already made their minds up on Mason Rudolph and it doesn't matter what he does from here on out. They just don't like him. And if that means uh, Dwayne Haskins is the the new golden boy because he's not Mason Rudolph, I think that's that's the way a lot of fans are looking at this competition. But to be fair, Dwayne Haskins right now is probably in the caboose end. Uh, He has his massive arm, but he really hasn't shown it. Uh, And when it comes to the rest of these preseason games, I think Dwayne Haskins, if he wants to make a real push at this roster, needs to be more aggressive, throwing the ball down the field, showing off that arm talent, and showing off some accuracy. Because if he doesn't do that and he's a hesitant quarterback, then really, what's the point of his big arm? (laughs) He needs to be able to prove himself on the field and prove he can work the ball down the field. Uh, the number two quarterback in this competition right now, I honestly, I think is Josh Dobbs, who's been lighting it up at training camp. He, he's been a, a high completion guy. Of course, he threw that touchdown pass in the Hall of Fame game, which was an absolute accurate dot of a throw. Uh, and not only that, it was a cerebral play. So Josh Dobbs... Not only is he Ben Roethlisberger's buddy, uh, not only is he one of the smartest players in the NFL, but he's been putting together a really nice camp for himself, both throwing the football and using his legs, which we know he is a dual-threat quarterback. So Josh Dobbs, honestly, in my opinion, is kind of chiseling out a nice little role for himself here in Pittsburgh. I think he deserves a spot on this team. Whether or not he actually makes the final roster, that final 53-man roster remains to be seen. But uh, if he gets one of those veteran uh, practice squad spots, I would 100% go through that avenue because we know how much Ben Roethlisberger respects him on the sideline. And not only that, he is showing some talent. Of course, you can poach uh, whoever is on a practice squad, but keeping him in the building for as long as you can, I think, is a good idea. And uh, not just for Ben Roethlisberger's sake, but for everyone else on the team, just because they get better working with someone who is so cerebral. That would lead to the number one guy in my power rankings right now for that backup quarterback spot being Mason Rudolph. I know, once again, people do not want to hear that, but Mason Rudolph right now... Uh, his two real mistakes in the Hall of Fame game uh, was that fumble on that Matt Canada jet sweep. I know a lot of people jumped down his throats for that one, and it's a play that shouldn't happen, can't happen, and needs to be cleaned up, period. But right now, it's training camp. There's growing pains. Those things happen, especially in an offense that is so much more complex than what we had in Randy Feekner. That first game, I'll give him a pass on that. If it continues to happen throughout the rest of the preseason, then we have an issue. They need to clean that up, but I can look past that mistake right now. It was a mistake, and it cannot continue to happen. Outside of that, uh, it was a third down throw to James Washington. Mason Rudolph underthrew him. I mean, that happens. It's the NFL. Like Quarterbacks should be making those throws, but that was a, a poor pass. Outside of that, Mason Rudolph has been an accurate quarterback. Uh, he's done everything that's been asked of him, of the offensive coordinator. When it comes to making good decisions, he's the guy. And at the end of the day, Mason Rudolph still throws the prettiest deep ball, possibly on the roster, aside from Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben, oh, I know we'll get into his stuff later, but still one of the uh, the nicest deep ball throwers in the league. 
But Mason Rudolph, like we saw in that uh, Week 17 Browns game a year ago, his deep ball is his most deadly weapon. He can throw it deep accurately nine times out of ten. And we saw that in the Hall of Fame game. We saw him uh, dial it up to Chase Claypool, who has quickly become Mason Rudolph's kind of most... uh, well, I guess his his favorite target is probably the best way to describe it. So, I think Mason Rudolph, as of now, as of this moment, is still the number one guy uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers if they had to go away from Ben Roethlisberger. Could things change? Yes, absolutely they can. What do we need to see the from all these guys uh, to kind of progress and kind of... Uh, take that next step on the roster and kind of show off that they can be the next guy after Ben Roethlisberger because in all honesty I don't think any of them are should should they have an opportunity to compete for the, the job yes but I still don't think the guy that's replacing Ben Roethlisberger is on this team but what do they need to do Number one, first and foremost, when it comes to Dwayne Haskins, I want to see him be more aggressive with the football. This is a huge one. We need to see him work the ball down the field. We need to see him make some more kind of impressive throws, I I guess you should say. Uh, And just kind of just be that guy that he was drafted to be, that first-round pick, that 50 touchdowns at Ohio State guy, the big-arm quarterback. I want to see him take some deep shots, and I want to see him be accurate when he's throwing the ball past 15 yards because in today's NFL, you got to be able to uh, chunk out yards, and you got to do it quickly. So if, ben, or if Dwayne Haskins isn't able to throw the ball down the field, really what use is he we've seen him in Washington throw some uh, some pretty brutal turnovers when working down the field he cannot be so conservative especially in this uh, training camp he needs to really kind of push to make this team make those aggressive plays and sh- and prove that he can do it so that's what we need to see out of Dwayne Haskins out of Josh Dobbs if he can just keep up this consistency I like th- there's no way that the Steelers could, could possibly move on from him just by releasing him because he is proving to be a solid backup again we know how much Ben Roethlisberger respects him uh, we know what he can do with his feet if he can just be a guy that uh, sticks around on the roster, someone Ben can pick his brain on the sideline, and heck, if, if Ben's sitting out a game, that Josh Dobbs package that we saw a year ago, I thought was highly effective. If he's the number three quarterback, I would love a Josh Dobbs package uh, in games where if Ben Roethlisberger isn't the guy, you could turn to Josh Dobbs for a series for just a change of play, pace, uh, number of plays. It was very effective against the Browns, and I kind of want to see that continue. <laughs> Now for Mason Rudolph. What he needs to do is be more consistent and uh, just be better in the pocket. And that's something we've heard year in and year out with old Mason. He needs to be a guy that uh, can work on his feet a little bit, uh, hit the guys uh, when they're running their routes in the hands. 100% of the time, he just needs to take that next step as a quarterback. Uh, Just put it all together. He has the deep ball. He makes good decisions. He doesn't typically... uh, really throw a lot of turnovers aside from one Browns game where uh, he got a helmet whacked up the side of his head he really doesn't turn the football over a whole heck of a lot so if he can just be more consistent uh, continue to move the chains just be the guy that uh, he is but a little bit better I think he could be someone that is definitely at the very least a career backup and someone that kind of pushes for starts here and there if there's a rookie somewhere down the line 
So that kind of wraps things up for the backup portion of the show. The second half of the live mic will be coming up where we'll focus on Ben Roethlisberger, what he can do in this 2021 season, uh, and what uh, we can expect from him really moving forward. So stay tuned for that. More action of the live mic will be back in just a moment. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Alrighty, Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it's time for the second half of today's show. Of course, in the first half, we looked at those uh, backups behind Ben Roethlisberger, who once again is taking his his seat atop the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback depth chart. So, Big Ben coming back for year 18, what can we expect from him? Well, I think first and foremost, something we'll see Uh out of Ben Roethlisberger, especially early on in the season, perhaps a little bit of growing pains. And I think the national media, to the degree, is probably going to jump down his throat saying he's trash, he's garbage, he doesn't have it anymore. And the reason why we're going to see this is because Ben Roethlisberger is going to be asked to do some stuff that we know he's not comfortable with. They're going to run more play action. Uh, They're going to ask him to line up under center. And at the end of the day, his offensive line isn't the number one unit that it used to be. It is rebuilt. It is better than, in my opinion, it is better than it was a year ago. But it's still not that kind of top dog unit. So I think there's going to be a little bit of growing pains for this offense to start the year. But I think they'll pick it up as the year gets going and get better and better as the year goes on. Health, obviously, being the dictating force in all of this. But I think as the year goes on, Ben Roethlisberger's stat lines are going to improve and improve. And he's going to look more like the Ben Roethlisberger of old, putting up, you know, that completion percentage around 66%, uh, two to three uh, touchdowns to interception ratio. He's just going to be that guy. Um There's no reason to believe that Ben Roethlisberger isn't going to be as talented as he has been in years past. He is a year removed from that elbow surgery. Instead of rehabbing all offseason, he got to work on his arm, his mechanics. Uh, he, He just got to get healthier. That's a huge factor this season. Ben Roethlisberger has actually been able to throw to his receivers, take reps in minicamp. This is stuff he wasn't able to do a year ago. And, of course, he's going to be more active in training camp this year, too. Again, last year there was no preseason tune-up games. Ben will get some reps in these preseason games this year. So I think there's a lot of reason to believe that Ben Roethlisberger will be better 
than he was last year. And heck, through 11 weeks of the season, Ben Roethlisberger was a legitimate MVP candidate with top five odds. That's something I feel like I've been a broken record and repeated a number of times this offseason, but it's worth talking about because so many people want to gloss past that fact and just say, oh, he was terrible last year, he was this, he was that. Will Ben Roethlisberger be a legit MVP candidate? Probably not. We know voters don't like uh, Ben for whatever reason, beat the style he plays, or just the preconceived notion that he isn't very good. But regardless, Ben Roethlisberger still gets the job done. He wins these games. He completes high percentages. He works the ball down the field. And in an offense that should allow him to kind of grow and kind of build upon his game, and once he kind of clicks and figures it all out, I think he'll take that next step where he where he really was under Todd Haley, throwing the ball around the field, throwing for more than 4,000 yards, putting up 30-plus touchdowns, which he did last year with Randy Feekner, and a predictable offense, which was really terrible, if we're being honest with ourselves here. Not only that, but the receiving core is really unbelievable. You look at the Steelers' top four receivers, like, James Washington's the number four guy, and everyone is out here believing reports that he's demanding a trade because we know how talented he is. If you put James Washington on half the teams in the NFL, he would be a really, really good number two wide receiver. That's that's a fact. James Washington would be a number two receiver on most of the teams on this league. Is he a number one? No. Would he be a really good number two? Heck yes, he's a contested catch guy, and that's the number four receiver on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number four, uh, Chase Claypool is another year older and wiser. I think he is going to break out this year and be a true number one. Deontay Johnson, if he can get his hands together, that's someone else who can be a true number one. And Juju Smith-Schuster is arguably kind of that best slot slash number two guy in the league if he can actually have a number one. If he can have a Batman to his Robin, Juju has proved he is a great receiver in the NFL. He did it his first couple years in the league and he struggled a little bit without them. But now I think the Steelers at least have two options to be a number one. One of them will take that step, I guarantee you that, and then allowing Juju to be kind of a a very good, very consistent number two option underneath, and hopefully a little more vertical than what we saw a year ago. Beyond that, the Steelers' tight ends are also really good. Eric Ebron, we know what he can do in the receiving game. We know he struggles uh, blocking, but he's still, at the end of the day, especially with the other guys on the roster they have now at tight end, is a huge wide receiver that Ben Roethlisberger, we know, uh, has some affection for throwing the football towards. That is big. He is a talented player, a big-bodied player that is a matchup nightmare for other teams. And the best part about it is the number two pick, Pat Fryermuth, is looking very, very, very good at training camp. Yes, I said very three times because of how many highlight real plays, how many big catches he's making, the guys he's burning, uh, the blocks he's making. Pat Fryermuth looks like a legit number one tight end. One of the guys the Steelers haven't had since Heath Miller in an offense that really didn't utilize the tight end back then. Fryermuth might be something legit. Could you imagine the Steelers if they had a legit top five tight end threat? on the roster a year ago, if you just slapped Travis Kelsey on the Steelers, that offense would be unbelievable. And uh, potentially they have some, someone like that in this kid. Fryermuth is doing things we haven't heard a tight end doing in camp really ever before, as long as I can remember. And he's doing that as a rookie. This is huge. And beyond that, 
the Steelers have a tremendous upgrade at running back. Ben Roethlisberger, we know how much he loved to throw the football to Le'Veon Bell when he was here in Pittsburgh. Ben even tried to throw the football a bunch to James Conner, but he had the drops himself. Najee Harris is a better pass catcher. The Steelers' offense is loaded with weapons, and Ben Roethlisberger is going to kind of grow and be better because of it. You look at the you look at the offensive weapons, and you could put it up against any team in the league. I know there's people that will try to laugh at Steelers fans for saying it, but the Steelers have some of the best weapons across the entire NFL. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Steelers fan. I'm saying it because it's true. Look at the roster. Four unbelievable wide receivers. A great competition for the number five receiver spot. The best rookie running back that you're going to see in the NFL this year. Of course, stats-wise, he's going to touch the ball a whole heck of a lot. And two legit threats at tight end. This is a crazy amount of weapons. I don't think Ben Roethlisberger has ever seen this. Even the killer B years. Sure, he had Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. The best wide receiver and best running back in football. Martavis Bryant was really good, but he trailed off at the end or was suspended all the time. The Steelers didn't have a tight end during that era. They had, what, Jesse James, perhaps? Vance McDonald and Jesse James for a year? That wasn't that wasn't anything special. The, number th- the best number three receiver the Steelers ever had in that era was Juju Smith-Schuster as a rookie, and that wasn't even his best performance. And now... The Steelers, when it comes to four wide receivers deep, the Steelers' number four wide receiver right now, James Washington, is better than any number four receiver the Steelers had throughout that killer B era. And that's just a matter of fact. And both tight ends, really, you could even kind of expand it to Raider and Gentry, who are great blocking tight ends, battling it out for the third spot. That, that entire tight end room is better than what the Steelers had at the height of the killer B era. And Najee Harris, his closest comparison people want to point at is Le'Veon Bell, and Harris runs a faster 40. Like, literally, this team is kind of built. Uh, the only difference is they don't have that amazing offensive line they had back in that era. But Ben Roethlisberger is going to be a good to great quarterback, first and foremost because he is one. Past that, now they have a great offensive scheme and all this talent around him. The guys he's throwing the football to are going to catch it and they're going to make plays with the ball in their hand. It should be exciting because it is. Outside of that group, you look at what the Steelers going to have going for them. And again, like for Ben Roethlisberger himself, it really is kind of an exciting proposition if you're the quarterback of this team. Ben Roethlisberger here in 2021 will move into the top five of basically every major passing statistic in NFL history. He'll join the likes of Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, like in that upper echelon of statistics when it comes to quarterback play. If Ben Roethlisberger has another great year, all the reports right now are kind of coming out like, is this really going to be Ben Roethlisberger's last year? Because the owner's kind of talking like it won't be. Ben's not really talking like, oh, this is going to be my last ride. And, we, and at the end of the day, we know how much of a diva Ben Roethlisberger is. I think he's going to try to make a big deal out of his true official last season where everyone will know beforehand. He'll sign a contract and be like, no, this is going to be my last year. That's honestly what I believe. So Ben Roethlisberger is going to enter this season, perhaps another one after it, and be right there with the all-time greats in these major passing categories multiple Super Bowl championships, hopefully another one. 
Boy, would that put the exclamation mark on an already Hall of Fame career for Ben Roethlisberger. But to do it, really, entering year 18 now, for, what, close to two decades? Ben Roethlisberger has been one of the best quarterbacks of this era, and he hasn't gotten enough love for it, of course, because he played against the Bradys and the Mannings and the Breezes. And now Mahomes, etc. You you know the names that are at the top that the NFL loves to fawn over. But Ben Roethlisberger here in 2021 kind of has an opportunity to kind of expand a legacy that often gets overlooked. If this guy comes out, topples all the quarterback statistics of that legendary 04 class, goes out as the number one passer in yards, touchdowns, completions, wins, etc. That's a big deal. Big Ben is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer because of this. And uh, really, it's going to be an honor to watch his career wind down. And something I'm kind of excited to see, how the old gunslinger rides off into the sunset. And I have a feeling it's going to be a whole lot better than many people expect. Thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck. 